Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning in with Talk With You, the one and only Christian motivation broadcast, hosted by your one and only Jill Benjamin Georges. Hello, 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 and good afternoon, everybody. Before I continue, I want to say my number one message. If you haven't received Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior, right now is the time and day, hour, second, season, years for you to receive Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior. After that, once again, welcome to Talk With You, the one and only Motivation Christian broadcast. Today is a beautiful Friday, guys. Uh, it is 1 p.m. and I'm coming to you guys with episode 75. And my topic today is, what does the Bible say about confession and forgiveness? We're going to take some time to actually talk about confession and forgiveness. Confessing your sin to God confess something you did to someone, we're going to take some time to actually talk about it. We're going to start with um, with a verse that is in 1 John chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 9. 1 John 1, verse 9. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive our sin, forgive us our sin, and to clean, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. First John 1st verse 9, once again. If we confess our sin, he is faithful. When they say he, talking about God, faithful and just to forgive us our sin, and two, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Lord, I come to you right now to confess my sin to you, God. I'm asking you to please forgive me for everything that I actually did that was wrong. Thing that I don't even know that I did, but you know I did something that didn't pleasure you. I just want to say sorry for that, and, I, and, I, and I'm asking you guys to forgive me. Forgive my sin. Forgive everything that I have committed for, uh, for all the sin that I have committed in your presence, in your eyes. I just want to say sorry and forgive me. You see, just like I just did. We have to confess our sin to the Father. And he will forgive you. A lot of people these days, they're afraid to talk to God because they know God is all-powerful. They're afraid to talk to him. They're afraid to 
you know, to take God as a, you know, as a friend. God wants you to take him as a father, as a God father, and then a friend. He wants you to talk to him. A lot of people are trying to go the loop around. What do I mean about the loop around? They go around the corner. They're trying to say, Lord, I'm sorry for, for cursing. They're going around. Instead of them coming straight to God and confess, you know, go straight to the point and confess for the, you know, like about the sin, they're just going around, oh, Jesus Christ, this. You know, they're making up excuses and excuses. It's like they forgot that God already know. He already know why you're coming to him. He already know. So we cannot hide nothing from him. There's some stuff that God asks me and you to do. He just want the relationship. It's not because that he don't know. He just want the relationship. Several uh, testimonies from the Bible may make clear that God used his word to convince us from our sin and sinfulness. His word, what that means, the Bible. God used the Bible to tell, uh, to tell me and you the thing, everything that God do not agree with is a sin. Everything that don't pleasure God is a sin. Some of you might say like God might be selfish. Why is it all about him? Of course, he created us. He created everything. You know? So he have the right to say, I don't want you to, to do that. He have the right to say, if you do this, I'm going to do that. If you do this, this thing going to happen to you. He have the right to say, if you don't accept my son, Jesus Christ, in your life as your Lord and Savior, you're going to hell. He have all the right to say all those stuff. So several testimonies from the Bible made it clear that God used his word to convince us from our sin and sinfulness. The Holy Spirit opened up, opened our heart for the reality of our sin, of our life. That is all we find out our dirty, our sin, we, you know, our sin really is. But the Holy Spirit also brings us to Jesus Christ to find forgiveness of all our sin in him. You see? To find forgiveness from Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ died for me and you. Jesus Christ died for me and you. It's because of the blood of Jesus Christ that our sin able to be forgiven. You see? Only through Jesus Christ, your sin will be forgiven. Only through Jesus Christ, your sin can only be forgiven. I don't care what other God you are serving. Your sin cannot be forgiven through those gods. You may like me. You may not like me. I'm going to tell you the truth the way it is. Because Jesus Christ left everything in heaven. Came to earth. Transform himself like a human being like me and you. 
to uh, to uh, to to die for our sin. Allow human being that he created to whoop him, beat him up, accusing him. It's because he actually was thinking about you and me. He wasn't thinking about himself like us this day. We only think about ourselves. We are selfish. You know, we are selfish. We only talking about, we only talk about ourselves. God put his Holy Spirit in us or the one that accept him so he can alert you. The Holy Spirit is like an alarm. It's, it's like a notification. It's like an alert. You are doing something wrong. The Holy Spirit will let you know. It works within your conscience. Sometimes when we sin, our heart, our chest is beating so hard, you feel pain in your heart, in your chest. It's because you are doing something wrong. The Holy Spirit within you telling you that you are doing something wrong. If you already did it, apologize right away. Don't wait for later because you don't know if you're going to survive later. You know, I come in a sin today, to be honest with you, and I jump and apologize. Ask God for forgiveness. You know, I'm not better. I'm not perfect. I'm just like you guys. Trying to live a Christian life daily, every day. Being a Christian is not easy. Nobody can confess every sin he or she has done. We easily forget many of our own sin. You see? There's a lot of you like you're waiting for people to confess your sin for you when God is waiting for you to be the one to confess your own sin. A lot of people, they're waiting for people to pray for them. They're asking people to pray for them, but they never took a second to actually, you know, you know like to actually pray themselves. When God is waiting for you to come to him in prayer. You might be going through something right now and you know you're supposed to pray, but you don't want to pray. You're asking other people to pray for you. You see, you're asking other people to pray for you. And then God is sitting on his throne waiting for you, yourself, to come to him and talk to him. Prayer is, is a communication to talk to God. So nobody can confess every sin that he or she had committed. We easily, because we easily forget our own sin, many of our own sin. This sin that me and you committed, we we even forget about it. You know? Another thing, don't be afraid to confess all your sins. Like I just say, a lot of people, they are afraid. They're even afraid to, to confess their sin to God. I don't know if they are embarrassed of the sin. 
a lot of people are very, very afraid. Like they are so afraid to talk to God. I don't know why. They are so afraid to, to confess a sin. You know? You committed the sin. You know God already know the sin. But you were still afraid. Why do you think that you are afraid? It's the enemy. Because the enemy knows the moment that you confess your sin, you will find forgiveness. Forgiveness. The enemy knows automatically you confess your sin to God with all your heart. You will find forgiveness. It's not like if you confess your sin, God gonna you know put you on hold for a little bit. God gonna say, let me talk about, uh, let me think about it. Let me go to my father real quick. Let me talk about my father about the thing that should come to me right now. We're gonna vote, you know, and then we're gonna call you later or we're gonna send you an email to let you know if you're sin forgiven or not. No, instantly, the moment you confess your sin to God with all your body and soul you will find forgiveness. God will forgive you instantly as long as you do it with all your heart, body, and soul. There is no waiting period. You don't have to wait for a while to find out if you're sin. The enemy will make you think, will make you feel that God hasn't forgiven you. When Jesus was on earth before he did miracle for 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 a few people, he said, do you believe that I'm able to do it? It's your faith. You have to believe that God, uh, you know, forgive you. He already forgive you, but if you don't believe that God forgive you, you're going to dwell on it. You're going to think so much about it. You're going to keep asking yourself, oh, I don't think God, you know, you're going to allow the enemy to come in to try to stress you out, trying to make you believe that God haven't forgiven you. When God already forgave you a long time ago, a lot of you still... Worry about something that you did in your past. That God already forgive you. God already let it go. You know? God already let it go. But you are still dwelling. You are still stressing about it. You know? Don't be afraid to confess all your sins. Read uh, 1 John 1, verse 8 to 9. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to clean, clean us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness mean unrighteousness mean all your sin. Everything that's not righteous within your heart. You know, another thing. Sin does not change your position as a child of God. In order to answer this question for those who already receive forgiveness of their sin, let's first list some Bible texts that provide some necess necessary background information. When you become a believer, change, you know, you change, you know, something in you. 
you know, it's like when you become a believer, it's like you um it built a relationship between you and God. God adopt you as his child. Why do the Bible uh why do like God have to adopt us? It's because we had already belonged to sin. Because of Adam and Eve, the moment that Eve sinned and Adam in sin, we actually belong to sin. So Jesus Christ come to earth and die for me and you. You know, that's a sign of adoption. You know, God adopt you as a as his child. See what you know, what kind of love the Father has given to uh, to us that that we shall be called children children of God. First John uh, verse three, uh, chapter three, verse one. You used to be darkness. You see, you you used to be darkness. Even though in the Bible day, God used a lot of prophets. Even before Jesus Christ came to earth, you know, a lot of people that God used, you know, but a lot of us was in darkness. God had chosen a you know a portion of people to actually still be the light. Because if God did not choose, you know, like those prophets in the Bible, it was going to be hard for me and you to actually know that we are doing wrong. You know? So you used to be, I'm, I'm not going to say you, because I'm talking about myself too. We, I'm going to use the word we. We used to be in darkness. We used to be darkness. But now you are a light. The moment that God adopt you as his child. For God to adopt you as his child, you have to accept his son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. You become a child of God. So God adopt you. You become a light. You're no longer a darkness. Darkness means you're no longer a sinner. Yeah, we still sin, but we are not a child of sin. We don't believe to, to, to the devil. We don't be believe to hell. We don't belong to the devil. We don't belong to hell. For at, at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You used to be spiritually dead, dead, but, but God made you alive. Spiritually dead. You used to be in sin. When we in, in sin, we don't think about the Bible. We don't think about like God don't want don't us um, don't want us to do that. We don't think about like we need to pleasure God. We don't think about like we need to worship God. We don't think about all those stuff. We just sin and sin and sin. We live our life however we want to. That's what the enemy wants you to do. So you used to be spiritually dead, dead. But God made you alive. The moment you accept Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior, God made you alive. The moment you heard about the Word of God, you starting to know the light. That's another reason why many of us, when the enemy see like God is sending a lot of people your way to talk to you about your life, the way your life is, he will do everything in his power to stop that person from coming next to you. He might use you to make you hit the person because the person is coming your way to help you out. But the devil do not like that. The devil don't want that to happen. You see, 
You used to be spiritually dead, but God made you alive. God even, God, even when we were dead, dead in our transgression, made us alive together with Christ. Ephesians 2, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to 5. You have become a member of the church. The church do not mean the building, do not mean the building you go to. The church mean it's like the community of God. God people like us, we are the church. You be you you have become a, you know a member of Christ of the church. Which is the body of Christ. Now you are the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 27. You have received forgiveness for all your sin. Everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sin through his name. Acts 10, verse 43. So, so you know, like that section right there is, 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 is when God forgive you. God forgive you. The first thing I was talking about, you confessing your sin. You confessing your sin to Christ. You're confessing your sin to God. If you if you was if you was not a believer and then you hear the gospel, then you want to come accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Then you confess your sin to Christ, Jesus Christ. For uh, sorry for my sins, sorry for my you know you know you sorry for this, sorry for that. I accept you into my life as my Lord and Savior. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And then God has forgive you. God have adopted you as his child. You used to be darkness, but you no longer, you become a light. You used to be spiritually dead. Now you are alive through Christ. You have become the member of the church because you accept Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior. You have received, uh, you have received uh, forgiveness for all your sin. Everyone who believes in him received forgiveness of, of, of sin through his name. Once again, Acts 10, verse 43. You are now a possession of God. You are God's possession. You're no longer a possession of Satan. Everybody who sin, who live in sin, who love sin, they are a possession of Satan. Because Satan, that's what he do, he sin. 
Satan is a positive of good. He's not a good. He's, you know, he's bad. So you become a possession of God. You are a possession of God. God has possession, you know. You belong to him. You are God's possession with a special position. But you are a chosen race, a warrior priesthood, because God is king. A holy nation. A people for his own possession. One Peter chapter 9, verse, um, sorry, one Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You see? So after you forgive, uh, you've confessed your sin to Christ, you are accepting Jesus Christ into your life as, uh, as your Lord and Savior, even if you already accept Christ, but you had back away from him, you went back and sinned, but you came back to God and everything like that. So all those stuff happened to you. Once again, God adopted you as his child. You used to be darkness, now you are life. You used to be spiritually dead, now you are life. You have become a member of the church. You have received forgiveness. Now you are a possession of God. You belong to God. You have eternal security. You have eternal secure position as a sheep in Christ. Yeah. That's a special position. You have eternally secure position as a sheep in, 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 in Christ care, as a person in, in Christ care. You are in Christ's home care. Jesus Christ brings you to his home care. He's taking care of you. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will scratch them out of my hand, snatch them out of my hand. John chapter 10, verse 28. You see, I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. Even, that's one of the reasons why I tell people, stop rejoicing someone. Just because you see somebody on the street every day, Standing every day, doing all those crazy things every day, it doesn't mean that the person is going to hell. Just because somebody used to be like a very powerful man of God, a woman of God, and then something happened to them, they are no longer serving God, it doesn't mean that they are not a child of God. Maybe God allowed that to happen. There's something that he wants them to learn. In my country, in Haiti, there used to be one of the, you know, like, gang members named T. David, Lado David. He used to kidnap people, kill people. And then now God had chosen him. God took him out of kidnapping, raping, I don't know if he used to rape, but kidnapping, killing, and all those crazy things, robbing people. And then now he's preaching the gospel. He accepts Christ into his life as, a Lord and, as his Lord and Savior. His wife was a woman of God. She was praying for him. But he was doing his own thing. But now he's crazy for God. That's one of the reasons why me and you, we are not supposed to be judging people. 
you that might be serving God for all your life and then you die, you go to hell. And then somebody that did most of their life standing and then one day they are surprised into their life and Savior, they save and then you not. So we need to be very careful. Does all of this change when we sin as a believer? That's a question. Do you think all of those stuff I just say to you, that you used to be, and now you are not, you become that after God has forgive you? Do you think that when you sin, those stuff has changed? No. The answer is no. It's still with men. Does it change when we do not confess that sin before we die? No, it's still women. You know? Confess your sin to God. Our position as a child of God has not changed, but but with the relationship, but the relationship, but the relationship has changed. A child can do something to make his parents angry or sad, but it does not mean he is not their child anymore. Yet he needs to confess and to better his life to repel his relationship with his parents. You see? Just like I just said, just because someone used to be close to God, used to be a very powerful man of God, woman of God, fasting every day, casting out demons, and then something happened, and then that person is, you know, is sinning every day, that person is no longer serving God, it doesn't mean that. You know, they are not you know, a child of God. The relationship might have changed. But all they have to do is repent. Confess their sin and repair their relationship with God. The moment that you confess your sin and then you come back to Christ, the relationship has been repaired, has been restored. Yeah, the relationship could change. But you being a child of God will not, be, will, will not change. The same is true for God's children. God's love for you has not changed. You have not lost your salvation through sinning, but to be close to God again, to restore the relationship, you need to confess your sin and receive his forgiveness. Besides, when you are aware of, of essential sin, why would you why would you, you know, like, you know, like, keep, you know, like, you know, keep doing the sin, like, you know, why? Why would you afraid to confess that sin to God? God is telling you, you are aware of the sin. You should not be afraid to confess that sin to God. Some, you know, you guys can read Psalm 30, uh, 32, you know? 
You'll find out how much you know how many times David had committed sin, disobeying God, and then God still calling him a child of my heart. Why do you think that? It's because every time David sinned, he confessed his sin to God. David never hold a sin from God because he know his weakness. He never hold a sin from God. He know all he got to do is confess his sin. He know God is willing to forgive him. I'm not saying that he committed those sin on purpose. No, we are, we are uh, a human being. We have sin floating to our veins. You know? If you are a believer and you have un unconfessed sin when you die, do you think that you end up you will end up in hell or not? That's the question. You know, do you think that you will end up in hell? If I was going to answer that, probably I might say no. The reason why I might say no is because sometimes we sin, we forget about the sin. You know, you might you might commit it like a sin right now, and then you forget to confess the sin to God, and then and then lie, and then you actually got busy doing the day, then you forget about the sin. But the next day, you continue living better. You try not to sin. You're doing good. You're doing good. But that sin, you never confess that sin. You have unforgiven, uh, unforgivable, unforgive sin. Unforgive sin. Unconfessed, I'm sorry. Unconfessed sin. You haven't confessed it. But because God knows that you just forget about it, he forgives you already. Because he knows you just forget about it. Because uh, you continue doing better after that. It's not like you sin today, sin tomorrow, you sin, you kept sinning and sinning, 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 sinning until you go to, until you die. No, you must sin a couple of times. You forget about the sin. You, you even forget that you did that. So God already forgave that. So you will not end up in hell. But why would you leave those sin un, un, unconfessed? If you know about the sin, confess them. Don't say tomorrow. Sometimes we, we might forget about it, and then the Holy Spirit bring that sin back to you. You still don't want to forgive us. You still never remember to confess your sin. Confessing your sin and receiving God's forgiveness will help you to walk joyfully with the Lord every day of your life. You know, confessing your sin. And receive the forgiveness of God will help you walk joyfully with, with Jesus Christ every day of your life. God know we are a sinner. He know we will sin every day. 
But it doesn't mean that he will not forgive you. That's one of the reasons why God said, pray, confess your sin. If God didn't know that we, we, we was not going to sin, he was not going to tell you we need to confess our sin. He said, confess your sin to me. It's because he knows you will you will commit sin. We will sin every day. You might do a day, you don't sin. Two days, you don't sin. You will sin. One day, you will sin. The sin might be like a little thing. To you, it might be a little thing, but to God, it's a big sin. It's a big thing. There's no big sin. There's no little sin. Every sin is a sin. I might, I might take a dollar for somebody, right? No, I, I might steal a dollar, and then you, you kill someone. That is the same sin. That is one sin. There's no big sin, little sin. All we got to do is confess our sin. That's all we got to do. James chapter first, uh, I'm sorry, James chapter five, verse 16. Therefore, confess your sin to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So the prayer of a righteous person has great power. Even though you are sinning, doesn't mean that you're not righteous. There is nobody perfect on earth. Jesus Christ was the only one that was perfect on earth. You see? Jesus Christ was the only person on earth that never sinned. Everybody else. For me to go further, there's a lot of you people asking for forgiveness. You don't want to forgive me. The person comes to you every day asking you for forgiveness. You don't want to forgive them. In a relationship, you did something wrong. They ask you for forgiveness. You don't want to forgive them. Marriage these days are going down the drain. What is the point of sleeping in two separate beds? You are married. You are in the same room, but you have separate beds. What is the point of that? I've seen people that married, they have separate beds. The husband and the wife don't sleep together. They separate their bed. They, they have a little table, light table in between of them, separate them. Some of them don't even sleep in the same room. What is the point of that? Whatever happened in that relationship that caused that to happen, one of you need to conf uh, confess to the other. And then the other need to forgive and ask God forgiveness too. Somebody might do something to you, right? They don't ask you for forgiveness. And then you choose to behave in a negative way. You come in a sin too. You have no privilege into God, in God's face. You do, have, you do not have privilege over that person because you're sinning too. You choose not to talk to the person. You choose to separate your bed. You choose to make the person sleep on the couch. 
you were holding a grudge in your heart against that person. So you don't have no right telling me like, oh, he did you wrong. You know, he, he didn't. No, you're doing wrong too. Because look the way you you acted. The person did something to you that hurt you. And then the person not asking you for forgiveness. Hey, boo, what are you doing? You know, let's fix this. Let's fix this problem. You know, let's fix this problem. We know we're not supposed to go to sleep hangry. Let's fix this problem. Whatever happened, if I had caused you to act the way you were acting, I am so sorry. Sometimes the other person might be weaker than you. They want to apologize, but they are so embarrassed, so nervous. They are so shy. They are afraid to apologize. But you open up the door. Will You talking to them will open the door for them to come to you and apologize to you. But your hanger do not want you to, you know, in the back of your head, if you are the one that say, I'm sorry, it's like you are punk. It's like you're afraid. It's like you're weak. It doesn't matter. You're trying to save your relationship. It can be a married relationship, boyfriend and girlfriend, parents, whatever relationship it is. We need to confess. Confection is one of many keys. Confession, I, I am so sorry somebody just called me. I forgot to mute them um forget to mute my mic. Uh forget to mute my phone. The confession. You know? We need to confess. Ladies and gentlemen. After that, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for, for the support. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the like. Thank you for the share. Please continue sharing my page. Uh, I'm close to a thousand subscribers now on YouTube. I have 900. Um, I had 987, but it went down to 939 last time I checked. I don't know if it went up or not, but I am close to a thousand subscriber on YouTube. I'm asking you guys, don't just subscribe, but my my videos need views as well. A few of my videos right now do not have no views. Some of them have two, three, four, five views. I haven't had time to really work on my YouTube channel. To uh, there's some people sending me message saying they can help me, you know, like customize my YouTube proper so I can grade, so I can rank high on YouTube so my, my videos can have more views. But I haven't had time to do that. You know, I've been so busy, but I would take the time to do it because I want more people to, to actually hear the message that God is using me to actually tell you that. After that, have a wonderful day. May God bless you. I love you guys. And I will see you guys on Monday. Hello. Thank you for listening to Talk With You. We hope that you have enjoyed our show. And please don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Talk With You. If you have not done so, if you did, 
we just want to say thank you for your support and have a wonderful day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 